Hey, and welcome to Beyond Motherhood Radio. I am so honored to share this space with you. Here we'll talk all things motherhood, parenting, relationships, mindset, child development, and tapping into your purpose, all to help you live your most aligned and best life. My name is Brittany, and I am married to my high school sweetheart, a mother to four children under the age of six, a certified parenting coach, and a former elementary school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. I am on a mission to help you raise amazing humans while living your purpose and staying somewhat sane in the process. If you're ready to go beyond motherhood, let's jump in. Welcome back to Beyond Motherhood Radio. I am your host, Brittany LaJoy. Welcome to episode six of season two, a new quick tip Tuesday coming your way today. It's an exciting time for Beyond Motherhood Radio. We are officially one year old. I feel like it's both been forever, but also that we just started this podcast yesterday. I have a lot of mixed emotions about it for sure, but ultimately I'm really glad to connect and share this space with so many of you. Uh, On that note, though, if you are loving the podcast and you think someone else could benefit from it, just go ahead and share the link with them. We need to get the word out there a little bit more, more shares, more reviews, more comments. That would be amazing. It would really help the podcast grow and therefore help more moms, teachers, caregivers. Also, something I'm, I'm thinking about doing, I haven't ironed out all the details yet, but I'd love to be like a plug for any small or large businesses I'd love to talk about you on the podcast and get listeners connected with you. The idea and logistics, again, are in the works, but if you have any connections, if you know of a small or large business that would like to be featured in the podcast, feel free to email me at beyondmotherhoodradio at gmail.com or just message me and I'd love to be connected with them. But let's get into today's topic. We are going to take a deep dive into one of the most commonly used phrases in parenthood, be careful. How many times a day do you say, be careful to your child? It's almost a habit and something that comes out at the very first sign when we adults deem something as dangerous. And we say it or hear it at the playground, at Target, in our own homes, in the classroom. It literally just seems to roll off the tongue. It's so habitual. Be careful, be careful, be careful. We don't want to instill extra fear in our child. I know this, but that's exactly what this phrase can potentially do. One tool that we have on our side in this debate is research. And with the help of research, we can help understand the difference between unsafe play activities and those that may seem risky, but might actually offer some real benefits. So researchers are beginning to look at the outcomes of kids who engage in more of this risky play, and the results actually might surprise you. So there are developmental benefits of risky play, and I want to kind of share those with you today. I also want to talk at the end about things that you can say instead of be careful. So you have some tangible tips to take away today, which is always the goal of the Quick Tip Tuesday. So the first developmental benefit of risky play is it builds your child's confidence. Imagine watching your child complete the task that they set out to do. Say you're at the playground and they want to climb up the slide, they make it up the slide, or they get across that bridge that's maybe a little rickety or a little bit higher than they're used to, or they walked all the way up the bleachers, they were alone and they did it safely. This is the type of confidence that risky play helps to build. And it's a confidence built by persistence and grit and perseverance, but also by an unspoken understanding that you trust your child to handle themselves in this new arena or this, you know, risky behavior. You trust them that they're going to make that safe choice. This is 
a contrast to more typical ways of playing in which the parent is monitoring every action for uh, fear of risk. And, and it's and it's pointed out that this sends a message to the child that they maybe they cannot trust their own feelings or their own judgments about what might feel unsafe because they have a parent or a caregiver who might be hovering over them or risk assessing the environment for the child. Does that make sense? So the second thing that risky play can offer as far as a developmental benefit is that it can encourage more imagination and active play. So has your child ever told you that they were bored even at the playground when there's tons of things that they can be doing? I've had this happen to me before, but maybe they're just feeling suffocated by you monitoring their every move. Maybe they just want the chance to explore and challenge their bodies a bit more with some riskier or challenging play. Think about a middle schooler, for example. We're mostly talking about maybe toddlerhood or or childhood here, but a middle schooler, you'll always find them jumping off the swings in the most dangerous ways or climbing on top of structures. They are most likely looking for more of a challenging physical outlet. So even as a toddler, same idea as a middle schooler, they want that that adrenaline, if you will, in their bodies. They want to feel that challenge. Kids feel empowered when they're given a little freedom to test their physical limits. And it turns out the physical challenge also probably makes them healthier too by encouraging activity. Number three, another developmental benefit of risky play is it establishes internal limits. And I love this one because I am all about kind of giving your child tools to be able to uh, be internal with themselves, to think independently, to be autonomous, uh, and to, to really assess where they're at internally. So risky play can help do that. It might sound counterintuitive, but it actually gives your kids the chance to risk assess themselves. That's a tongue twister. They're able to kind of experiment and therefore get a better sense of their internal and physical limits. This definitely differs by child. You're going to have some children who are looking for a thrill all the time, and then there are going to be other childs who are just internally a little bit more cautious. For some kids, a thrill might be seen as a fearful activity, or a fearful activity might be seen as a thrill for some. Each child gets the chance to determine and figure this out for themselves, ideally. So if we're not hovering, if we're not in there, if we're not saying be careful every three seconds, we give them that opportunity to do that. One piece of research published in the Internal Journal for Environmental Research and Public Health followed over 25,000 kids, and they actually found that there was no link between risky play, playing at higher heights, and increased risk of injury. The frequency of bone fractures was unrelated to the height of the playground equipment, for example. All this to say that when we deny our child the opportunity to risk assess for themselves and face fear and learn to overcome the fear, the kids may begin to internalize the fear and be unable to work through the varying degrees of fear and nervousness throughout childhood and throughout toddlerhood, and maybe even at, into adolescence. This is just one way that we are able to set, kind of set that foundation for them to be able to start to think for themselves and risk assess for themselves. Number four, I'd say this is my last development to benefit of risky play. It encourages creativity. Risky play can foster New ways of thinking and creativity as kids are put into situations that are maybe outside of their norm, of their usual environments. So on an ordinary playground, for example, kids 
don't have as many problems to solve or new situations to manage, especially if they're of elementary age where they've experienced slides before and swings and play structures before. They kind of get what's going on there. Toddlerhood might be a little bit different and a playground is a risky place for them to play if they're just learning to walk, just learning to balance, just learning to kind of be in their own body, be in their own space. But then we think more of like in a risky situation or a setting where the woods are involved or a lake or nature is there. So we have these new opportunities for kids to engage in their creativity. They must use their creative thinking and problem solving to determine how many kids can stand on a fallen tree branch before it gives way, for example. They learn through trial and error and they kind of, again, are able to risk assess how far can I go to the edge of the lake? How how deep can I go in the water? Things of that sort. Obviously, we're going to be kind of supervising. We're not. I'm not telling you to not supervise, but I am encouraging you to kind of take a step back and let them explore. These seem like simple activities for young children, but they're actually really brain building activities. Let them be kids and explore without hovering. So at this point, I would love to share with you some tangible tips, phrases, words that you can use today so that you can kind of replace be careful and so you don't have to say it for 19 times tomorrow and you can kind of do all of those developmental benefits that we just talked about um, and, and get your kids kind of on the right path towards autonomy and risk assessing and creativity, all of the things. Okay, so first of all, before you say be careful or maybe even right after, Notice what you're about to say and tell your brain, hey, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to pause. I'm going to breathe and I'm going to acknowledge how I feel, not how my child might feel, but how I feel and take a deep controlled breath. I'm going to reflect and I'm going to look at the situation with fresh eyes and I'm going to ask myself, what is the potential for serious harm here? Why does this situation make me feel uncomfortable? And what skills is my child learning right now? Now, I just want to share a story here because my husband grew up skiing since he was very young, two years old, and he was really focused on getting our kids into skiing and from very young, from two years old as well, or whenever they could balance enough to walk. And I have always been very fearful of that. I didn't grow up skiing and I grew, I skied in elementary school, or excuse me, middle school, but then I kind of fell off and did more sports and different things during the winter. And so every time they're skiing, I have to ask myself, what about this situation makes me feel uncomfortable? Because I need to trust them. Skiing is a risky behavior. If skiing is something that does pose risk and does pose danger and harm in some instances, but it's more my fear. It's 100% more my fear. I was skiing with my three-year-old just the other day. It was him and I, and I was holding on to him <laughs> as we were going down to the, down the mountain. And he asked me, please don't hold me this time. And I said, well, I don't know if you know how to ski. And he said, I know how to ski. I want to go fast. <laughs> and so I had to hear that and I had to listen to that. And I had to tell myself, okay, This is not him. This is me. I am uncomfortable with this situation because he does know how to ski and he actually does a very good job at skiing for a three-year-old and it's me. So all that to say, you know, I'm right here with you guys. Now, responding, responding. Is there, there isn't one right response for every situation. Obviously, we're going to run into things where, you know, uh, um, 
what's your plan? That doesn't make sense for for the situation. But if your child is in danger, by all means, act quickly, right? Go to them. Don't, don't ask all of these questions for them. Don't say what I'm going to say next. Don't use the phrases. Just go to them and act quickly. However, some situations might require you to do nothing. And other situations might require you to help your child foster awareness or problem solve. So every time you want to say be careful, see it as an opportunity to help your child foster greater awareness of their environment and their bodies. So try saying something like this. Notice how these rocks are slippery. Or notice how the log is rotten. And notice how that branch is strong. So you're noticing the environment. You're becoming more aware. Hey, do you see the poison ivy? Just giving them, again, awareness. Try moving your feet slowly, carefully, or quickly. Try using your legs this time. Try using your feet. Or try using your hands. Can you hear that rushing water? Can you hear the wind? Do you feel stable on your rock? Do you feel that heat from the fire? So again, we are, we're using these phrases to give our child an awareness of what's going on around them but also encouraging them to make safe choices. If they're feeling the heat from the fire, they are going to understand that that's too close to the fire and they need to take a step back. And then also a really big one is asking how they're feeling. Are you feeling scared right now? Are you feeling excited? Are you feeling safe? It's important that we let our kids engage in risky or challenging play because it's a great way for them to practice the problem-solving skills. Help them out by asking, hey, what's your plan if you climb over that boulder? Hey, what's your plan to cross that log? What can you use to get across? Where will you put that rock? How will you get down? How will you get up? How will you get across? Who will you be with? And my very favorite phrase to use is, do you feel safe? And I feel like that one. You can use all variations of these sayings and phrases and questions. But in the moment, it's really hard sometimes to, you know, we don't have a database of going back to all of these questions. We don't have a a Rolodex of, you know, oh, instead of be careful, I'm going to say this, this, and this. And then I'm going to say this, this, and that. It's not a script. We're not using scripts here. However, these are scripts you can use. (laughs) But we don't have scripts in our back pocket. So I encourage you to pick something that feels right for you to say, grab onto that, and just say it over and over. And for me... It's, do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? Instead of be careful, it's always, do you feel safe? And it's funny because now my kids will ask each other, do you feel safe? They'll ask my 18-month-old, do you feel safe? I'll share these phrases in the show notes so that you have a quick reference point. And with all topics that I share on this podcast, if the language and topics are new for you, again, it's going to take time. So be careful is still on the tip of my tongue. But the do you feel safe is what comes out 99% of the time. It takes reflection and work with you, again, because it's why are you feeling like this is a risky behavior or risky play? And as always, your kids will be your guide for you to move through your fears and your anxieties too. And that's amazing how that happens over time with consistency and patience and modeling. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope this was a helpful Quick Tip Tuesday. And again, if it was, go ahead and share it with a friend. We all need some more tips and more tools in our toolbox, right? With that, have a great week. See you next time. 
Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you love this episode. And if you did, would you please share it with another mom friend? We cannot support each other enough these days. And perhaps sharing this podcast will bring some light to someone else in your life. Feel free to leave a rating and review so we can continue to have these important parenting conversations together. With that, I'll see you next time. Take care.